Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we're talking about purity and more specifically the purity culture. Is the purity culture harmful, helpful, and should Christians strive for a life of sexual purity? Fuller, you ready? Let's go. Fuller! Baruch haba, b'shem Adonai. No? Nothing, okay. Hey, what's up? <laughs> do you need to go to the bathroom or something? You, 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 do you need to take a minute? It's like, bless you. Did you, did, did, you uh, did, did you speak in tongues over there, bro? What no, was no. What was that? Baruch haba, b'shem Adonai. Hey, celery. You're on YouTube. You can see my kitty right behind us. <laughs> Sounds so weird. That's that's true, but that's <laughs> Elliot's. He calls it my boy celery. My boy, what's up, my boy? He he, he goes. You want to meet my boy celery? He goes, Daddy, I miss my boy celery. And I'm like, Buddy, that's the funniest thing ever. It's my boy. It's always my boy celery. My boy celery. I mean, I always call it a she. So yeah, you're always like, yeah. And then she, I'm like, dude, it's your cat. It's a boy. And you're like, oh yeah. I've always had female <laughs> pets, man. Like all my dogs and cats have always been girls. My fish, I don't know. I'd never. I, I never, never looked. I never checked. <laughs> Did you have you seen? Oh uh, man, what is it? I guess we're talking about the purity culture. We might as well talk about this. But isn't it like? Isn't there like a job where it's like they grab little chicks and like they figure out what sex a chick is? And it's like you I'm, have to be trained intensely to. Actually I'm sure there is somebody that does. And you separate that. like it's actually it actually is called something that's like, let's see. Person, I don't know, but I'm still jamming out over here. Figures out the sex. So, anyways, of, while you're uh, while you're looking up that, I'm gonna. Warning, get we're gonna say sex a lot today. I have a feeling. Well, Mark is. I can be a little bit more tasteful and graceful, but it's called sexing. Anyways. It is called sexing. Chicken sexing. <laughs> it's right there. Look at. See, it's from Wikipedia, man. Well, it's. It says. Chick culling. How to sex chickens. Chick culling is what Five it's called. Five methods to determine a hen or a rooster. It's called chick culling. Man, this is... Uh, well, look at this. Like, ways to, like... Yeah. Like, read that sentence. You are so weird, Mark. <laughs> I know. It's more the fact of it's a thing. Like, it's awkward. It's a thing. Either way, Sometimes welcome I back to RCC, you. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Today's conversation going to be fresh. It's going to be good. Oh, man. I think... I. Yeah, we might as well just mute you now because you're just going to get carried away. Anyways, today's episode is brought to you by the city of South Bend, the Agawa. The nasty water that you hate. That's what we're both drinking. It, it seriously, it, sm water. it smells like chlorine. It smells and tastes like pool water. And he's all like, it's good. It's good, man. What I are you never talking said about? it's good. I'm just like, it's... He's I, like, well, when you drink, you know, the, the Calmu river water from, from Hammond... Then you know everything's good. It's like worse than Flint water. See, no, it's more of like I grew up outside city limits, so it had that nasty well water. Oh, see, see, I love now well water. You can't like that has a that tastes like bottled water. Nope, mm -mm. Mm -mm. nope. Especially mm -mm. when it has yeah. a lot. Well, it, so in Northwest Indiana, we had a lot of, and even over like by you guys, there's like a lot iron. of sulfur, iron and sulfur. Yeah, in the water. now that'll change it. But if it's like pure well water, like oh, if you got that's messed if, me up. Dude. If you got like a filter or like a, a, Man, we had water, a water softener, water softener so it's okay. But, it's but you, can, you can do like filtration systems in your house that'll take that that smell out. Oh yeah, and then it tastes like bottled water. But yeah, I don't you use, can't I don't, do that. I with don't this. use a Brita. I do. Yeah, but, but what water do you use right out of the fall? How do you make it cold? You grab some ice cubes. Maybe but you can't water. do that with this South Bend City water. It just always tastes like chlorine, even with the filter. I drink it. I'm drinking it too every time I come here. At least I'm using a reusable water bottle, bro. I'm reusing the the non-reusable water bottle. Does that count? No. Wasting water. You know, actually, How is that wasting water? <laughs> I was being dumb. Actually, That's killing the planet. It's not wasting water. Okay. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> That's true because you're not wasting water. Did you actually see? So uh, uh, Mayor Pete, back when he was doing his presidential run, like he had a picture back in the green room and he had like six water bottles surrounding him. Now they probably weren't all his. They're probably his and advisors. And people were actually roasting him on social media for he's talking about save the planet and global warming and he's surrounded by plastic water bottles. That's why I always say, eh, 
Throw, like it's just, I don't throw, know. throw it in the it dump. It just cracks me up. Like, nobody's happy. That's what I'm trying to say. Is no, you can make nobody happy. Yeah. You can make some people happy you sometimes. Can, you can recycle plastic, and they're going to be like, well, you know all the harmful things that you have to do in the, the missions it puts out to recycle that? And it's like, okay, but you wanted me to not throw away the plastic. And right, yep. So what do you want me to do? Like, you know, I mean, speaking of recycling. I want you to not make plastic. You know we had to take things that are already, like, naturally grown to make plastic. I just do this because it's. I like it. I like my. You just like it because it's SM. Well, that's true. Ministry, Uh, but it's also just. I like. I like travel tumblers. I I have a whole cupboard full of travel tumblers because that's just how I I. do. Because we have coffee problems, but yeah. But we're not drinking coffee today. No. Well, you still got caffeine in front of you. You got your Coke. Got your water. I I do. I do have my Coke. It's uh, as you see. It takes me a while to get Coke Coke. Zero. It is Coke Zero. Zero calories. Got to got to watch the. the round because of we here. on we on the TV we famous oh I don't care we internet famous bro. you know me I don't care we be internet <laughs> famous you know I had this thought the other day you know we gonna talk about this live on the podcast all okay right, all right let's do it you know well we're not really live not but. really live you know it always takes us about ten minutes to get into our conversation does but you know we've we've got a lot of messages recently about how. Uh, people were looking for a good podcast to start their day off with, to to yeah. travel with, start their morning quiet time with, and I'm like, we your regular old Christian, like Regis and Kelly. Well, or it's Regis Seacrest. and Ryan. It's, 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 it's Ryan and Kelly. Now. Ryan and Kelly now, yeah. Because it was Michael. It was a. Uh, it was Michael and Kelly. Michael and Kelly. But you know, and we it the, was Regis and Kelly. And it was Christian, Regis and we are the Christian version else. of what them and NBC and Good Morning America wish they could be. <sighs> Not really. Not really. Well, you know, really. they make a heck of a lot more money than we do. <laughs> and have way better gear. Have way better cameras. But. And they actually have like a director and like technology people. And we're like, hey, let's hey, press a button and see what let's happens. Let's see what we can do with our Bluetooth Well, keyboards. at least we're not like we're, we're recording. Things are unmuted and we we good. But you know what? The, the setup has come a long way from when we first started. I mean, we, we have <laughs> video now. And if you go to our Instagram or Facebook page and scroll a little bit, you can see like it was either the very first episode we ever did it was the second one where we had like we did, like the we've rig. gone through like three di- well we've gone through three different rigs yeah we've, we've three we've, different in rigs. a year in a little over a year in well a it's been a, yeah a year and a over, month it's been a little over a year now a year and a month yeah. yeah we've we've really come a long way but for those of you guys this is what i was trying to say for those of us who are like not us because we don't for those of here. us who are listening for those right of now. us who are listening because you're part of the rtc family we're we're excited and we're thankful that we get to be yeah, a part definitely. of your morning routines your travel routines wherever Best you're trying part to go of waking up is rtc in your earbuds is rtc in your cup of spiritual soulness an rtc cup like you know, chicken soup for the soul or whatever oh, it was. RTC for the soul. RTC for the soul. We talked about the soul a little bit last episode. But either way, we are glad you have found us. Do yeah, us definitely. a favor, though, because here's the deal. We're not sponsored by anybody yet. But the best way you can help us out with just getting the word about RTC is just share the content, share the stuff on Facebook, Instagram, let people know that you listen. Because here's the deal. We aren't trying to make money, but we love talking about Jesus, and we love that you guys like to have the conversations with us about Jesus, too. It's just It's a good time. It's a, I, I've enjoyed it, dude. Oh, it's, it's a struggle. Definitely. I mean, we it's were, a, it's we're, a struggle for us because we have to wrestle with these conversations. We have but. these conversations anyways. We're just bringing <laughs> you guys along for the ride because these are conversations that we had before we ever started doing a podcast. Yeah. And we've, 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 we've even changed our setup a little bit in terms of less notes and more of just let's talk. Well, dude. there for a while in season one, we got kind of sermony and we wanted to like yep. get back to our roots of just conversation. It's just a coffee house conversation that we have here, not in a coffee house, but it kind of a coffee house. It smells like it. It does. I should. I hope. I should roast in your house and then grind in your house, and then it'll smell like a coffee. I mean, house. I already. Gr- I mean, I already grind my beans whenever I do yeah, it. Yeah, but so. you should. You got. I. I have to come over Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving morning. morning. I'm let's, gonna let's roast, roast some. Can and we roast we, it fresh? And we'll we'll then. roast it. Roast it fresh. Grind it fresh and put it in and drink it. And then you'll smell the whole house, and it's like, <gasps> this is heaven. That's gonna be amazing. That's why Janiel, and I sing to myself. That's why Janiel, what a wonderful. That's why Janiel keeps you around, yeah, right there. Not really, but all right. But so before we get into the conversation, though, that's what I was about to say. We, What's the reviews? We, that have we have another review to read, bro. <laughs> if you follow us on any platform, that's cool. But you can only leave review on Apple Podcasts. So and please, please, please leave a review because that helps us getting to the ears of other and listeners. if you do we'll send you um do we still have buttons are we out of buttons we still, yet or we still I, got st- I have some i'm buttons. out of buttons i, I don't, i'm out of stickers i bought 50 more bro i got 50 right, so more i stickers. got stickers or you got stickers i got buttons well we'll send you that little mini swag we got the mini swag we got the business card i can yep. 
depending on how good of a review it is, I mean, we could always send a you small know, smidgen of coffee. We've uh, we've we've sent some random coffee to some listeners. Yeah, we, that unexpected. Well, one was expected, Andy, but we sent one to a, a, a listener who we just were like, let's throw some coffee in the bag. Yeah, and I mean, it's not a lot. It's like enough for like. A pot probably cost me more to ship it than it does for the actually. Mm, I don't know. It takes a lot of time. That's true. A lot of time, a lot of energy. I have to go use gas to go pick up the beans. But either way, or though, I got to pay for shipping on the beans. But here's the deal: Regardless. you, you got to email us or yeah. Facebook message us to let us know who you are. I don't so know what I had to do to get these listeners to do this for I us. I know, like Zoe hasn't given me your stuff. Uh, I still don't know who Happy Pappy is. Disciple Maker Five Sixteen. Ashley Price. Katie uh, Voigt, um, Joe Frerichs, you, you, you've been blessed with a lot of stuff. You've um, been overly blessed. But today, we don't even have a real name. It just says United 116, which I'm like, United. is that Lecrae? Is that KB? Like, United. is this like the hip hop group 116? Triple E? Is this Triple E? I don't know. That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. Is, uh, see, I'm trying to figure out 116? what one. What Romans? Romans 116? Uh, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of salvation. Hebrews 11.6? I mean, it could be all sorts of stuff. Well, it it it, Gen- it couldn't be Jude because Jude only has one. Hey, chapter. Jude! Goodness, sorry, so, I have a song for everything. Yes, you do. But United One One Six, whoever thou mayest beeth, says it's my favorite podcast, which means it's probably the only one you listen to. Um, <laughs> dude, you guys are awesome. Love your passion for Christ. Thanks for relate uh, relating the Bible to everyday life. God bless. Well, God bless you. I may know who it is, and I'll tell you afterwards. You you think so? I think I may know. Do do you get the the weird spaces right before the punctuation too? Does that does that give a clue? Like there's a space between every punctuation. Relating the Bible to I I think I know who it is. You think you know? Yeah, because I told this person they better start listening. Uh, just yesterday. So this person said that they were going to go and listen. Okay, well, whoever so, you are, let us know so we can send you the the stuff. The, the mini swag. The mini swag with the button and the sticker. And, you know, I think it's about time. If we got some people to send us their stuff that has We'll just pick a, a random review, person just toss coffee in the bag? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Why not? And maybe it might be one coffee bean or it might be and enough for Andy a And Andy Lehman, if you ever want to just make a trip over here to South Bend, my good sir, we don't even have to podcast. We can just sit down and have a cup of coffee together. Just saying. And and re- press record for a bonus episode. We just, we just push record and you know put the snow put, and put, put the yeti in the middle or whatever. Just roll with it. Just roll with just it. Roll. Just roll. But all right, dude. I think it's time we get into the conversation. Let's, let's talk about sex. Let's dive in. <laughs> let's di- like I said. Where's the mute button? Let's. Where's the mute button? I'm for, done. I'm, I'm done. He's off now, I'm so off. we can't trust him to to stay G rated. Yeah. Um, you know my kids. I say this all the time. My kids listen to this, and you're just—it just doesn't stop. We're talking you. about the purity culture, real talk. It is real talk, but we can talk with class. But God sir. created sex. Called See, it good. Look, you, you just—I think you do it to antagonize me now. Not what? Not you? <laughs> but just this I is think part you, of. I don't know. I think you have a rebellious spirit about you. A little bit. I got a little saltiness. You know, got a little bit. Rebelliousness is uh, anti-God, but truth is very much God. And sex is sex was created by God. Yeah, did you be yeah. used in a context of marriage? Right, but are you using it in the context of marriage right now? Well, I'm telling. Oh, yes, yes, I actually am. I wish I, I wish I. Didn't. I was doing the reverse. I wish I didn't have the the rim shot. I, we need like a play, like pretend mic, so I can do a mic drop on you all the time. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> Anywho, set us up with this one, bro. Oh, the purity culture. Mm. For those of you who do not know who what the purity culture was, we're going to dive into it for just a moment. These are like really the only notes that I took on this whole thing. It's going to be just a conversation after this, so bear with me. So the purity culture, what was it? When did it start? It started in the early 1990s. There were some books written, um, and it was really coming out and taking hold in the Fun fact, in the Southern Baptist Church where it took the hold the most after really? the books were written. Oh, I didn't know and that. Okay. By the Makes by sense. the end of the first year after the um after the book I Kissed Dating Goodbye, Joshua was, Harris. Joshua Harris was written. Uh, the Southern Baptists were trying to get ten thousand pledges of purity by the end of that year after the book was written. And that I believe the book was very that sounds very Southern Baptist So it was actually yeah, starting in, in, in the Southern Baptist. Um so that's kind of the history of where it started a little bit. So what is it, though? Purity culture is the term often used for the evangelical movement that attempts to promote a biblical view of purity. 
comes out of 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 8, which we'll dig into here in a sec. Uh, by dis- discouraging dating and promoting virginity before marriage, often through the use of tools such as purity pledges, symbols such as purity rings, and events such as purity balls. So that's kind of what the purity culture was. It was a culture that uh, basically they were telling kids, hey, don't go and do the dirty deed. No dingy dingy before the ringy ringy. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> um, no purple. But this was at the time, and I had read some statistics, and I was going to put them down, and I ended up just deciding not to. But the statistics were like um, teen pregnancies among like 15 and 16-year-olds were up, I believe, up to 38% amongst girls. Up. And they I, were up, not just, they were just up They, that they were up to, to 38%. Ooh. And then um, by the time of the end of the purity movement, they were down to like 30%. So like a percent of like eight, or, or a drop of 8%, I believe, is what happened after the purity movement. Um, and this is throughout like American culture. Mm, it's okay. not necessarily throughout Christian culture. I didn't look up what the statistic was in Christian culture. Um, and that actually all came from the Gospel Coalition as an article, which we'll put in the show notes if you're curious yeah, and want to read it. There's a, quite a bit of information. Um, and you can always that. check the show notes because we always put fun things in there. We always there might, do. There might be some some secret hidden gems in there that only we know. There's not. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe we should start so people read the show notes. There you go. Put some <gasps> Easter eggs in there. Maybe if we turn to comment this word and you'll win this or oh. something like just enticing to ma- see if people read the show notes. Anyways. Okay. So, um, you know, AIDS and teen pregnancies were at an all-time high in the early 1990s. And mm-hmm. so um, that's why some of these books were written. Some of them were, were written like Joshua Harris because he just couldn't get a girl. <laughs> that's my joke that's one of my jokes yep he was single he was a single he dude a single when he dude. wrote it right uh yeah. very young 21 i believe he was like i think that. he was 21 years old so it's like he wrote two books at that run that time what did you yeah i mean he and he's recanted obviously we talked about that in a couple yeah, of episodes walked ago. away from his faith right and everything right and recanted everything and yep. apologized to the lbgtq movement and all sorts of stuff yep. but we'll leave joshua harris over there he's, he's over back there over right. in the previous podcast yep because we're talking about the purity culture. <laughs> so they this whole thing was derived from the First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 for, through 8 scripture. So I'm going to go ahead and read that, and then we're going to dive into just the conversation. Again, yeah. this will be the last of the notes, other than maybe a couple of questions that may help Mark and I move through this a little bit. Um, so First Thessalonians says, For this is the will of God. By the way, this is the NASPA. N-A-S-B. I call it the NASB. You call it the NASBA. I call it the NASPA. NASPA. The NASPA. Either way. So NASBA. Anyways, um, so f- for this is the will of God, your sanctifications. Sanctification. Mm. That is that you abstain from sexual immorality. That each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God. And that no man transgress and defraud his brother. In the matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all these things, just as we also told you before and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. So he who rejects this is not rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Mm. So that is what that's the, the verse that this whole idea comes from. Right. That is the staple of and the pillar of which everything else is built around in the purity movement. And I mean, that's that's seems kind of straightforward, though. It like, does. Like, when, when you why read would it, you need to read a, uh, write a book on it when you got those right. five five verses that say it all? And in fact, I mean, this is goes back to the playground. Actually, we talked about this, nope. but nope, it was um, the nope. fact of this is the will of God. I'm just saying, like, it's the fact of this is like, we, like we were trying to figure out God's will for your life. This is one of them. Just abstain from sexual or for for your sanctification that you abstain from sexual immorality. Like this is I'm, like if you're ever wondering what's God's will for me, this is kind of obvious. I'm gonna send you Wayne Grudem's systematic theology, theology on that one. Yeah, I disagree with him on that one. He's over there on the shelf, but I disagree with him. Oh, come on. You can't. I mean, there's some other things I disagree with. Right. But it's the fact of if if you're ever wondering, what's God's will for my life? I don't know what to do. This guy, I mean, 
kind of clear. Like, right. I mean, so I guess here's my question then is, why do people freak out about this? Not 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 freak out, but why? I don't know why people push back against it. If, so if that's the purity culture, they're, they're, you know? the, the purity culture, I think in essence, um, had a good message. Okay, stay pure. Right, that so, was the message. Was so to stay pure. Why is it good to stay pure? Well, we see in First Thessalonians that we're not we're supposed to we're set apart. We're called by God. We're all these things. We're not supposed to be like the Gentile who doesn't know God, which we are Gentiles. So obviously, this was to Jewish-minded people, but they, you know, Thessalonians mm-hmm. were Gentiles. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> yeah, I digress. Yeah. Um, but so we're supposed to abstain. We're supposed to do all these things. We're supposed to do it because if we reject if we reject the purity, we're rejecting God who gives us the Holy Spirit. That's what the first Thessalonians scripture says. Um, so we you would think it would be like good, everybody would be on board, right? But right. but there wasn't that. There was actually a huge fallout at the I think it was two thousand and two when kind of the purity movement went and dropped off the end. But see, I feel like it was still big in the church movement, not church movement, but the churches that I was a part of growing up. And it could have been. I'm sure there I still, was... Some, I went through purity class in junior high. And, right. But the majority... Oh, I'm, I remember going to, like, I, I heard people... I remember purity rings, and I remember purity pu- balls. Purity balls, purity rings. Which uh, that's like... The purity, it's like a purity dance. That's more the, so, but... Right. It's like the ball, like Cinderella and the Homeschool prom. That's what that is. No, <laughs> no it's not. I went Sorry. to a homeschool prom. <laughs> Jeez. This kid yep. knows nothing. <laughs> I called you out the other day for that, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, because I'm not a homeschooler. <laughs> and but you can't anywho. spell. <laughs> sure can. And Janiel called you out. <laughs> sure can. Okay, but anywho. Anywho, um, I think where this falls in, and people so focus, they, they throw the baby out with the bath water, right? Okay. And and most of these people are like, oh, see, this purity movement made me feel so ashamed and, and, and um, made me walk away from my faith. Well, if you walked away from your faith because of the purity culture, I don't think you were a Christian well, to begin with, I, but I, you know, I, this is something that's close to my heart. Cause you know, I've been teaching teens for so long right. that, I mean, obviously we talked about this, mm-hmm. right? but well, I, took, I, it, I took a different approach than what the purity culture did. Cause I think that there were some things that they just didn't do right in the presentation, mm-hmm. I guess. Like I actually didn't have a purity weekend type thing because well, uh, I, and I have my reasons. I have my reasons. why They, they, they tried to make a mountain out of a, Mountain of a molehill? Out of a molehill of this five verses. Right, which is true. They tried to expound on it way past what it should have been. Right. And and maybe it there's a lot of people who maybe don't know what the purity culture is, but you know, we, we mentioned lay it a little out, bit. Lay, lay it out for us. Well, I mean, we, we read that the short description, so we at least right, read that. Right. But like I know for our youth group and um, what a lot of other youth groups would do is you would sit down and you would write a list of all the things like these are the things I will not do here. Here's like the guardrails that I won't. It was cross. a pledge. It was it was a creed that you would sign. Of, and there was of actual purity. physical creeds. Right. And if you didn't go forward and sign the creed, everyone look at you where it's like, well, somebody's doing it over there. Well, and dads would like, go out and buy these extravagant rings for girls or boys. Right. And you'd have to sign this pledge like this, this long document pledge. pledge. To stay pure. Right. And then pure. you got the ring and then. If you didn't stay pure, then you'd get the ring back. Exactly. But you would also, on, on top of that, you would also set up, here's my rules for dating if I ever dated. Which, I mean, which honestly, a lot of those guardrails are good, you know. Um, some people, I, I've actually heard some other people push back on this, but the uh, uh, the Billy Graham rule where he made sure he, because he, he looked at a bunch of different things and he goes, okay, why are pastors around me failing everywhere? It was pride. It was money. And it was it was sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. So he said, "I will not do these things, so that way I will be kept pure." Which one of the things was like, "I won't go out to eat with someone of the of the opposite sex. I won't ride in the same car as them. I will give no appearance of evil." Um, and I've heard pushback on that recently because it's it's putting the problem of sexual immorality on the girls. But but see, here's the thing: is that 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 was what was for him. Right. That's what worked for him, and he wasn't trying to put that belief on anybody else. Nope. And people. Th- take it that way they go oh you're trying to push that on me and he's and like, like no, that's just no what I'm this doing. is what i'm doing for me and to pence keep got some slam on that right. here in the last handful of years but, but but so either so so in that purity culture you would write down all all the rules right but the thing that i think purity culture hurt a lot of things was in two areas was is you would write all these lists and all of a sudden you became it became like pharisaical of 
here's all the list of do's and don'ts. And the more things that you check off in terms of crap, I messed up here, I messed up here. There's shame that comes with each one of those not even scripturally set up things where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm a terrible person and there's no hope, no redemption. There's shame. And even, oh, I took the purity pledge, but oh, shoot, I held hands with a girl, which is innocent, but that's a seventh grader's mind. All the way to, and, and we actually posted this question on Instagram and Facebook and got some feedback and positive and really negative of one person was like, I, I blame my pornography problem on purity culture because right. I felt so much shame and going to my youth pastor or a friend that they would look at me, it's like, oh, you dirty person. I thought you, we were supposed to stay pure, and you didn't, and there's no redemption. There's just shame that comes with it. The other side, which I thought was actually kind of fascinating, was is it put a lot of the weight of responsibility onto the girls and not the dudes. Uh, part of the purity culture was is girls, you have to dress this way. Girls, you have to act this mm, way. See, I disagree because so in the purity culture stuff that I was involved with or, or friends of mine were involved in, it was placed heavily on the guys because the guys were the ones going to be held accountable by God. Right. And we were supposed to be the protectors of the women in their hearts and stuff like that. So it was actually more responsibility on the guy. And I'm I'm, I'm glad that was the case because that was not the case. See, that's, the that, this that I grew is, up in. Yeah, we're in two different like, camps on, in the, on the purity camp. the independent fundamental Baptist church movement, I heard a quote from a pastor say, for every sexual offender that has ever been, there should be a half-naked woman sitting next to him in the prison cell for the rest of his life. Because she's the reason he caused, like he's he's the reason, or she's the reason he committed the sin. Which I'm like, see what? Like, see this is where you know? it is is that it's a two sided coin, right. right? It's men's hearts first of all. That's the right. that's the main problem with men's. Actions. At what point are we going to own up to? The, yeah, I but, like, like own up to your own responsibility. But it doesn't help walking around and a bathing suit or a bikini for a girl, for a guy like that, that doesn't, that doesn't help a guy. And I'm not saying it's the blame of the girl. I'm just saying, you I don't think have there to. is room for that conversation, but it's not, if it's not, it's not either, or it's both. And right. And that's, that's where it's at. It's, it's present yourself in a way that's holy. There, there's modesty, right? You should be modesty. We're supposed to be modest, right? Um, we're not supposed to draw attention to ourselves, right? And that can go back towards the other way too. Like if, if you're going everywhere and, like I think of Jehovah's Witnesses and the white. If you see a white shirt and black tie and you dress who's pants coming. and the name tag on, who do you think they are? That's drawing attention to themselves, right? But so, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's more for guys. It's the fact of you know they work out all the time. They take the bicep pictures. You know they got the shirt off, it's, flexing, it's, and, and it's and all the that. Camera, no, it's dr- it's drawing that. attention mm. to yourself because I, if you look at the. Um, Back in the biblical days, Jesus says, don't be as the Pharisees in their prayers where they're crying out or they're covering themselves in ash and sackcloth. Again, that's pointing to drawing attention to yourself, even though those weren't technically bad things, you know, quote unquote bad things. Right. They weren't it bad, was bad things. It was bad in the aspect that it drew attention to yourself, which we are not supposed to do. Right. We're called to be we're, humble. We're, we're not supposed to draw any attention to ourselves because we're supposed to die to self. We're supposed to draw the attention to God. Right. Okay. So. Anyways, and so, so I guess here's the conversation that that I'm not conversation. A, a question is is okay. So, the purity culture was one of those things where they created this environment by which you create you you have pledges, you you right. create lists of do's and don'ts, and you do all these different things. And when people would cross those lines, they would feel the shame and the regret and the um and and no longer became. I messed up, but instead it became it. I'm a mess up. They they created a pharmaceutical culture, right? And and if people don't understand what I mean by that, the Pharisees took God's laws and added a bunch of laws that were not biblical to it, no. right? So and they weren't bad things. Like there were things that if, if, if that's your personal stance, that's good. Like it's living not, by your convictions, it's not bad to have convictions. But when you push your convictions on someone else, that aren't biblical, right? So I guess in this conversation, my question would be then is if we say, okay, there's good and there's bad from the purity culture. Now, the youth pastors still like. I mean, I I still taught about God's view of sex and how God created. I actually I only had a, I only did one lesson that was entitled purity in my entire six years of being a youth pastor, and it wasn't just. In this aspect, it was across the board in all things. Like it was actually a really cool conversation. But what should we do in terms of should we keep teaching purity? Should we not? How do we do it? Like what what do we do? Like if we got people saying, "Oh, the purity culture was bad. Oh, the purity well, culture is great." Like so we have what two. Do we, do? we have two extremes here. Okay, and I hear an extreme possibly even coming from your teaching. Well, right? well I, didn't, I didn't want to go into it too far because I, we're so, not at that point of the conversation so yet. So we're, we're at two extremes, though, from what it sounds like, is that one extreme is the purity culture, right? That was the extreme that went through 
90s through the 2000s. Right. And then we have the other extreme of because of the purity culture, I'm not talking purity. I'm not going to get too involved with purity talk. Because oh, we I talked about it. I, just I don't didn't want like it to be. I, but why? It's used. This is a tainted word. But it's used in scripture. It right. says the purpose of impurity. It talks about purification process. There's all sorts of purity talk in scripture. So it's not, it, it, just because man jacked it up doesn't mean it's a bad word. Right. For the purpose of impurity, but but okay. he uses the word sanctification. He uses he the does. word sanctification he does. more he does. than not. But it, it, that translation of that Greek word can can translate either into purity or sanctification. Right. So the so the translator chose to use sanctification here, but other texts say purity. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like there's a because growing up it was always just what's the rule for what's what's the rule for dating? Don't have sex. Like that was it. Like that was always the rule. Or or there was all these lists of do's and don'ts. But is there a better way we can teach it? Sure, scripturally. And understand it. Sure, scripturally. So you want to remain pure? Check your heart first. Right. Christ said what? What did Jesus say? You say if you lie with a woman and that's adultery, that that's a sin, right? right. It's breaking one of the of of Moses. But this I say. But this is what I say. If you look upon a woman, if you look upon a man. That's I'm adding that part. If you look upon a woman, you look upon a man, you look upon any opposite sex. And if you look upon the same sex, we, that's a different conversation we need to have. But if you're looking upon anybody and attracted to them in an impure way, right? Because mm-hmm. attraction is not a bad thing. We are created to be attracted. Right. But taking that, it's just like we're created to be angry, but we should be angry and sin not. Right. So there, there's a, a line there, and if you cross that line, you've gone too far. So to look upon a woman to lust after her, not to, that's not attraction, that's, but to lust after, to that's desire, desire, yeah. desire uh, in impure ways, mm-hmm. in unsanctified, if you want to use sanctified, <laughs> unsanctified ways, um, then you've committed adultery with her in your heart. Right. And this goes both ways because um, I was telling Mark, I was telling you earlier today that I, I read a statistic that for every every website there's five pornographic websites and that it were up to i think 60 62% of men and 53% of women look at pornography like every yeah. month yeah like th- these days so potentially goes looking for it it's yeah. not just a guy thing it's a it's a it's a girl thing now to, right. i mean it's a, it's an everybody thing mm-hmm. that it's an issue and it's not only an issue in the world it's an issue in the church and a lot of people struggle with that christians and why? Well, one, it's easily at our fingertips. Two, we don't have good community. And three, we're not open with the community that we do have. Mm-hmm. And and so, and I think that's part of the the issue that people have incorrectly with the purity culture. Is it didn't create a community by which we can talk. It about created this. a community it of shame. A community of shame, which is the same thing that happened with the extra laws that ha- were from the mm-hmm. Pharisees. It created a a, a time type and shadow. It created of shame. a the good and the and the bad. But here, I guess the question is, is, you know, is shame a bad thing? You know, I mean, that's, that's a legitimate question. Is shame a bad thing? Because if you don't feel convicted for your sin, is that what the Holy Spirit's supposed I, to do is I, convict I, you for your sin? I guess sin? It, it all depends on the definition of shame, too. Right. Okay. Um, my, my counselor's been working on this a lot with me. Guilt so and shame. G- guilt and shame, it, it depends on your, your definition, and is it the correct definition? Because mm. guilt and shame aren't a bad thing. Right. It's, I like to, it's conviction. Right, conviction that's for your sin, but if if you live in the shame conviction, going forward, that's conviction, where it's not good. Conviction, guilt, and shame are all three in one. It's a triude. It's 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 something that happens when you're convicted. If you don't feel guilt and shame about what you've done wrong, you're not really convicted. Mm-hmm. But 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 that's conviction from the Holy Spirit. Yep. Not conviction from your brother. Not guilt and shame from your brother right because how are we supposed to deal with each other well galatians 6 1 tells us about it 6 1 through 3 i believe where it says if your brother mm, is yep. lost in sin you are to go to them and gently bring them back but doing this with care because if you don't you could fall into the same temptation right that's a huge thing and that's a thing that the purity culture missed they were like the Bible thumper. Oh, yep. You, oh, man, I'm so, I'm so <laughs> disappointed. Well, who are you to be disappointed? Mm-hmm. We disappoint God, the Holy One, every single day of our lives. You think that we follow all of His laws? There's 612 laws. Right. Right. 
God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's a reason that those laws are there. Now, in the New Testament, Jesus consolidated those laws. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. But can everybody say that every day of their life they love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength? And can they say that they love their neighbor as themselves? I don't think so. And Jesus added another one to his disciples. He says, love each other as I have loved you. Or how about this? Take the gospel and preach it into all the worlds. Go forth. These are these are commandments from Christ in the New Testament that we mm-hmm. forget about. And a lot of these these things that Christ said, most of them were were references from the Old Testament. Right. From the Mosaic law. So at what point are I mean, are we gonna see, hey, I've got a plank in my eye, I should probably lighten up on the speck in my brother's eye. Right. I should be there for him. I should laugh with him. I should cry with him. I shouldn't be downgrading or trying to push shame on them because that's not my job. Right. That's the Holy Spirit's job. My job is if they're lost and don't know the truth, to show them truth. Hey, brother, I just want to show you this scripture. This is what the Bible, this is what God says. Um, Man, can we talk about this? Let's pray together. Right. If you don't think it's truth, let's search the truth together. Let's do it together. Stand by them. Walk with them. That's where it's at. Right. That's where that's where the purity movement lost it. But likewise, the purity movement is still important. I don't call it the purity movement. I call it God's ways. Right. <laughs> it's the way we're called to live. Right. As and so, right. right. And so we're supposed to lean on each other. Lean and glean, man. Lean and glean. <laughs> uh, but we're supposed to lean on each other. We should help each other. We should share each other's burdens Mm -hmm. together. These are the things that we are called to do as Christians, not to put shame on people. Right. Like our job is to come alongside. Our job is to help each other finish the race. And finish the race well. Right. Come on. Like like you fell. I've fallen too. Let's go. I'm stronger than you right now. I'm going to help. Put your arm over my shoulder. We'll run this right now. Okay. You're limping along, but oh, now you're better. Now I've twisted my ankle. Now, Now you help me limp along. And we run the race not alone, but together. So, so with going back to the purity culture thing, then is it a bad thing to still create these lists that we have? Oh, here's my rules for dating. I'm thinking of people who are single out there. Here's here's my list of rules of do's and don'ts. Here's my list of this. Here's my list of that. Is that something we should still do? Should we still make youth groups and teenagers pledge the purity pledge and sign that certificate? So, and first of all, have the cere- like the purity ceremony? I've heard of those. It's not, in my opinion, it's not the youth group's responsibility to teach purity. Oh, oh, here we go. It is. Here it we is go. the parents' responsibility. Yep. They're the ones that are supposed to bring their ch- children up in the ways of God that they may not go forth from them. Right. They may never leave them. And the music that your team may be listening to probably is not helping. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. Probably not, but that's for a different podcast. Uh-huh. Um, so it's the parents' responsibility. You know, church leaders are there for supplemental help and really supplemental help for the parents, not in the youth for the kids. Right. Yeah. Um, so first of all, that needs to be taken care of at home. Mm-hmm. That purity talk should never happen. There should be a thousand purity talks before at home before they, the before there's one from the youth group. They should know the purity talk inside and outside. They should know it so well. They know it as well as the pastor that's teaching it, the youth pastor that's teaching it or better than that's my opinion. And, but, and, and before people think that, oh, my kid's too young for it. I mean, kids are now exposed to porn at the average age of like six now. Uh, yeah, six or seven. I want to like say that. I was exposed at like nine or ten. <sighs> I can't time. remember. I mean, it was young. I can tell you so that. So it's the fact of kids already know these things, so let's teach them the ways of God, um, the way they're created. As far as a list goes, we have a list. God gave us a list. It's called his word. But and, there's a lot of words in that word, so what there, do we do? There are. We're supposed to study it. We're supposed to hide the laws and the words of God in our heart. Okay, We're so, supposed to know those. Right, these so words. Let's, let's give the people some words. So what, what, so, should, what should people do in terms of purity and relationships? Protect and, yourself. That's going to be my first thing. Protect, protect yourself. Okay, I like that. Okay. I like that. So here's, here's what I mean by protect yourself. In my opinion, if you are with the opposite sex alone, you're asking for temptation. You do not need to be alone with the opposite sex, no matter your age, alone, without somebody being around in a, in a private area. You, public, public area, no problem. If you're out at the movie theater, holding hands, whatever. Um, you're, you're le- uh, yeah, it's more the it, fact of putting the, yourself in places it's, where it's, you're less, not less likely, I guess. I it's don't know. putting yourself in danger, being alone in somewhere that's private, whether you're an adult or a kid. Like be chilling in the basement. 
or watch or a movie. Yeah, or not good. if you're single just chilling in your apartment and having your girlfriend come over your boyfriend come over just hanging out it's very very dangerous and i'm telling you nine times out of ten i'm not gonna say ten times out of ten but nine times out of ten <laughs> it leads somewhere mm. it leads to something to a line that cross that's crossed and we have to keep in mind there's two things we have to keep in mind one that girlfriend or boyfriend may not be your your future spouse. It could be somebody else. Could be somebody else's. So you're causing adultery. Could be if you take it too far. Number two, that is God's daughter or son. Mm-hmm. And if we take that view, and would you do this to God's daughter or son? And that conversation has changed ever since I've had kids. Yeah, because as, as a parent. I'm very protective of my kids, mm-hmm. and they're young, too young to even date right now. My kids are three and a half, well, almost four and I under. like the idea of making my kids go Amish, no phones, no nothing. Oh, like. And <laughs> those of you who don't have kids, you'll, you'll understand you'll when get you have it. kids. You'll get it. <laughs> You're, it's different. Um, but I think of even, even younger people that are in our church, younger people, college age. Oh, now, yeah. I was, I was thinking, like, how, 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 how I would advise, mm-hmm. how I'd advise the younger people, the single people. Mm. One, don't be alone. Um, two and three, recognize that they may not be your spouse and that they are God's child. And that, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and throw four in because you mentioned it. Four, um, would you, if you had a daughter or a son, would you want them acting the way you are acting currently mm. with whoever your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever? Um, purity culture really pushed for uh, no dating. Let's courtship. Right. I don't know if you remember courtship. All that. Yep, courtship. Yep, good old courtship. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily. I mean, if, if that's where the way you want to go, go for it. I don't. And think courtship people don't know is the fact of you always do things with the other person's family. Basically, it, you always have a chaperone. Yep, there's a chaperone. Of, but of you're not dating. We're, we're not dating, but we're. Court. It's basically it's like you're hanging out with somebody, but you're, you're hanging a, out. But, but there's official. there's no kissing. There's no. There's no like holding hands. There's and I like, tell teens this all the time. Like, why can't y'all just go hang out? Like, have right. a good time. Um, and that's my other thing. Like, if, if you're going to date, great. Protect yourself. Protect them. Um, you don't have to do things physically. Mm, I got a question after this one. Keep going. Well, you don't have to. You you can you can say, well, you know, Fuller. I don't. I don't. We don't go to each other's houses or stuff. Okay, but what's on your phone? What's in your conversation? What's the words? Mm-hmm. What's the pictures? What's the videos? Mm. How are you guys talking? How are you guys acting? Are you in your private time even when you're not talking to that opposite person? Are you looking at pictures that are causing you to lust after that person? To strongly desire? Because remember, Christ said that if you do that in your heart, you're committing adultery. And you're doing that to possibly somebody else's future spouse. Right. Or you're doing that to somebody's and even, son or daughter. even the Bible says, like, you know, this, uh, the sin isn't just against that person but it's against yourself too right right like, yeah this and, and so if you look at marriage sin is sin but the consequences if you look are at, different if you look at marriage and then the acts of marriage of, of like kissing all these affections if you look at them from a biblical standpoint it's all becoming one you become one with your spouse you leave father and mother the bible says and mm-hmm. become one with your spouse and it is so true there is an act of oneness and when you do these things outside of marriage and break up, I won't necessarily say there's a piece of you that's left behind, but there's definitely baggage that you take with you. Mm-hmm. And not only do you take it with you, when you do get married, you'll end up in the spot, and I'm going to be vulnerable right here because I was not pure. Even though I grew up in the purity culture movement, I was not pure. I've taken that into my marriage. Mm, okay. And, and for a while, my wife struggled with the fact that I was not pure. And she that, remained that, that pure, were, but I was not pure. When we say pure, you were, you know, you're sleeping with other people. I was sexually or, active. Yeah. I was sexually active, and it was hard for her. It was hard for her, especially in the beginning when we were dating. It was very hard for her to know that that I was with other women. And then when we first got married. There's, there's the comparison there's, game. There's things there's, that always, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and so um, you have to remember that being impure, when you do eventually get married, you take baggage. And guess what? If you're impure with the person you do end up marrying, it still causes baggage. Just letting you know, mm-hmm. that causes baggage too. We've had people in our small group tell. We've had people stories. in our small. I've had so many friends go, "Yeah, we did this and this and this before marriage, and now we're divorced because of these problems that were caused by that." Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I crossed the. You know, I've had 
I've had people tell me I've crossed the line while we were dating. We crossed the line while we were dating. And the effects of that carried into our mental state, which carried into our marriage, which then caused issues and caused us to divorce. So wow. it's so okay. important to be careful. Again, you're protecting yourself. You know, if you are married, protecting yourself. It's not when you get married, oh, well, you can do whatever. Mark, you know, I've told you this, my rule for, from day one from us hanging out, that as a married man, I do not talk to the opposite sex without it being in a group text. Right. Every time Mark gets a text from my wife, she you're includes in me in it. Or if, or if I asked Janiel a question, right, you're I'm in it. it. Right, exactly, out of respect. And likewise, so so I do that with my wife. Yeah, I'm I, texting. I honor that, yeah. Yep. And so, it like, with with your ex-wife, you know, when I texted her back uh, when we were in a small group, in you were in it, and Janiel was in it. Like, yep. that's just what I did. I, there's, there's no shame. My wife can grab my phone at any time and look at it, and she will never see just a text to a girl, unless it's my sister or my mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, uh, but everybody else, if there's a girl in my phone, She's on it already. It's already in her phone. And here's something different too. You know, I see a lot of stuff on Facebook. I'm like, this is a whole different route. I see a lot of stuff on Facebook where it's jokes of like, how many of your man will leave his phone like password unlocked and walk out of the room? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And some people, oh, I'm checking that. And I'm like, you know, this is just a piece of advice. And and this was one that I had. I mean, I would, mm. I, I, I mean, my ex had passwords to everything, right? Every password, my iPad, I would sometimes leave at home. She could scroll through it and she would and, and see everything too. So it was the fact of there, there was that open vulnerability and that wasn't a controlling thing at all. Right. Honestly, that was a respect thing. Right. Not, 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 not yeah. respect for me, but more the fact of I respect you enough to do this and, and, and vice versa. So if you are married to help keep yourself pure, don't keep stuff under lock and key, nope. man. Like, you know, like actually put those guardrails up because if their spouse yep. is your best friend, right. it's supposed to be your helpmate and your helper, not right. just the woman to the man, but also the man to the woman right. too. Shouldn't you do that? Right. That's you know? My wife knows my passwords. I know her passwords. I don't know his passwords, guys. We have passwords because we have kids and we have, I mean, <laughs> if we ever lost our phone or anything, that's why we have passwords. Yep. But, but we know each other's passwords. Yeah. That's just the way it is in my marriage. And we set up boundaries. Like and it should be. And, and right, you have to. And it's it's not we set up boundaries because anybody's trying to be controlling. Right. We and, ha- and we you've have never the conversations. put those boundaries on me nope. or Soche or whoever. You're like, this is this is where I live. And it's like, cool. And each each spouse needs to figure out what 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 are your boundaries. Right. And we're and, not here to tell you what's right and wrong. We're here to tell you what the Bible says. And my boundaries with me and my wife, we've talked about it and we both agree on it. So like even if Mark didn't know my boundaries, which she does. But if Mark say you didn't know my boundaries and you texted Janiel, but I wasn't in it because you didn't know my boundaries and her boundaries, she goes, Chris, I want this and I do the same thing. Hey, this person's texted me. This is exactly what they said. You read right. it. This is what how I respond to them. This is like there's like immediately, hey, I'm gonna say this, this is what I'm saying. Like it's it's a way of protecting yourself. It's setting up boundaries. And you have to do that not only in marriage, but you have to do that in dating. Mm. You have to do that in dating because if you don't, you'll dishonor yourself, you dishonor your person you're dating you'll dishonor god ultimately which is the most important thing if you call yourself a christian why would you want to dishonor right. god and you and, and this is the thing too with the purity culture thing is we're like purity culture sure it, it did create a shame culture of a it, it, it created an upper class and a lower class in terms of the elite and the not elite. those who remain pure and those who did not which let's be honest like I, I i i was not sexually active before i got married right but but you got married young but 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 what I'm what I'm saying is is I could have that token of oh I remained like I didn't have sex with anybody right. but at the same time if you read what Jesus talked about what committing adultery is I wasn't pure going in my marriage either so why should I get the badge point and you me not? At, point me at one person that has not been impure at one point in their life because I don't see them in the world you cannot tell me you know there's, what, about, what about you celery. No, celery. He you good? He, he looking you at good, them bro? cats like meow. Nah, he, he's fixed. <laughs> he can't do nothing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but you, either way, eunuchs still desire. Uh, <laughs> um, but even the greatest men that I know now that are alive today, and I'm thinking of one in particular. Um, the guy is a theologian. He he is a Charles Spurgeon of the day. Dang. And I know he. I know that he struggled with stuff when he was a teenager. Mm. Not that way now. He doesn't struggle with it at all now. But in, as a teenager, he he struggled. Um, so we all do. Uh, like, there's not one person that has not struggled, f- male or female. And there's the, even stats that pastors in their life. too struggle. Well, uh, so it's the fact of even the quote unquote spiritual elite still struggle with this, right? And you know? and I mean, when Jesus brought up all this stuff, it was the law. What is the purpose of the law? 
What is the purpose of the law? Show us we need Jesus. Show us that we are sinners and we need we a need savior. a savior. Um, that's what the law was, and that's why you know the the whole what Jesus said about committing adultery in your heart came after the rich young ruler came and said, "I've kept all these laws since my youth." Right. Yep. And then he goes into, well, I say this and this. And he's like, okay. Yeah, I've still kept those too. And he's like, okay, so all your possessions and follow me. Oh, <laughs> love of money. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Jesus is like, all right, you want to keep t- testing? Them? All right, well, let's go. Um, <laughs> but uh, tr- trying to land this thing because I, I know we're. I got we're, two questions though to finish though. Okay, go ahead. I'll, to ask you. Wait, go ahead. And I'll ask them both at the same time if I remember them. And One I'll try is, to not answer. Okay, them. let's say there's someone out there listening right now who they're they're single. I'm I'm thinking like the because there's so many people who aren't getting married as, as young as they used to. So I'm thinking like the 23, 24 year old single dude, single girl out mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. We told them here's ways to protect themselves in terms of protect your heart and these different things. The the practical side. Um, but let's say that that they're single, but they have messed up. Mm-hmm. What should they do, and what hope do they have? Mm-hmm. And then the second question is, is for the person who is pure sexually and all these different things, mm-hmm. and they want to remain pure, what should they do to keep fighting the good fight? So the first one is mm-hmm. there's a young person who's mm-hmm. 23, 24, and they're like, yo, I've already sleep. I've, I've slept with someone, maybe multiple people. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. trying to follow God. I'm trying to follow you. I'm trying to get my life back on track, but I can't, I can't get the shame of, you know, I gave someone a piece of my rose already, which mm-hmm. is from a purity talk. Purity talk. So, <laughs> so what do you do with someone who's like, I've already messed up? Mm. Like Fuller, bro. Well, I've, I've been, already messed up. I've been there. Yeah. I, I lost my virginity at 19 years old, and I did not marry until I was 26. Dang, you were old. Um, by the time I got married, I had multiple partners, mm. sometimes multiple within a year, sometimes multiple within a week. So um, you want to talk about the most impure? This guy right here. Mm. I was the most impure. Outside of Christ, I was most impure. Do I live in shame? I don't now. Does it cause baggage still? Yeah, sure. Sure. There's still some baggage there that I feel, at least with me, that sometimes my wife feels like I've compared her still, mm-hmm. which I don't, but I feel like she feels that way. Um, that's a different conversation for another time. But right. um, should we continue to sin that grace may abound? God forbid, right? Right. God forbid. But Christ has paid the penalty of sin and death. Mm -hmm. If you go to the Father and repent, you have an advocate with the Father who is there on our behalf speaking good things to the Father if we repent. Mm -hmm. What does repent mean? Repent means to admit, confess, and turn. Turn. What does that mean? What, what 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 does it mean? Go the other direction. It means that you no longer like desire. Behind, you no longer you. desire that. You try. You you get to a point where you desire something else. How do we do that? By filling yourself up with the good things. How, I mean, it's the idea. I saw that sermon illustration of rather than trying to get the good things out, fill yourself up with the good mm-hmm. things, and the bad things will just pour out. What happens if if we have idle minds? Ooh, idle minds and idle hands make it's the devil's playground. There you go. So how do we keep from having idle minds and idle hands? We watch Netflix. We fill ourselves with God's word, prayer, community, audible, audio books, um, sermons, just, just things that the Bible talks about how we should meditate upon his word day and night and how we should pray without ceasing. Mm. If we do those two things, your mind is no longer idle, your hands are no longer idle. You will be focused on the God. On God, and not only that, you will hide His Word in your heart, and you will not struggle yeah. as much. And I'm not going to say you're not going to struggle. Oh no, because the struggle doesn't go the, away. The struggle is going to be there, but you'll know what to do with the struggle when it happens. Oh, just like okay, you. okay, okay, just, just okay. Like, what, what's, what's the first thing you do when you struggle? What we just had this. The first thing I went. Well, oh crap! Pray to God. Text Fuller. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you knew the the two first things you did. One, I got to run to God. Number two, I got to run to to a brother. To, that keeps me accountable and have them pray with me. Mm-hmm. Not not for me, not shame me, but pray with me. And then if you're that brother, like I was, I go, I'm praying for you immediately. There's no shame. We all have those struggles. Bro, I feel you. Fight the good fight. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. I'm walking by, beside like you. And if you fall, I'm not going to shame you and stomp you on the ground. I'm going to pick you up, help dust you off, and say, let's keep running the race together, brother. Mm. 
yeah, you failed. Repent, turn away from, and let's run this race. I like that. And we've already given some practical advice in terms of, I wrote these down so I didn't forget, you know, protect yourself, recognize that the person is not your spouse, that they are in fact God's child and think that they're someone else's child too. Right. But what are some actual, I don't want to say actual practical steps because those are too, but I'm thinking like, what are ways you can do to set yourself up for success? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I got some ideas, but so I'm asking you lots of questions, bro. Yeah. And that's, and that's fine. I'm just trying to think of the best way to answer them because like to me, it's like okay, success of right because single person living on their own. Well, success. I mean, like okay, so like you know, for example, there's uh, there's porn filters, there's mm-hmm. um, accountability softwares mm-hmm. like Triple X Church has one, Covenant Eyes sure. has one, sure. Watchdog, Watchdog, Watchguard, one of those two. But pornography doesn't always but, have to be but, the, the the. But just because you have segment. a filter doesn't mean it changes your heart. Like That's, you can change the right. outward without changing the inward. I could, and not that. But I, I think there's not that ways I am. to help set yourself up for success, so you don't accidentally get tripped up. Well, I, I I can do something, not that I am, but I can do something that doesn't involve me getting on the internet at all. I can go to the beach. Mm. I can have nasty thoughts. You used to be going hanging. I could have nasty thoughts walking in Target. Right. I could have nasty thoughts watching a commercial on TV. Mm-hmm. So so filters and stuff like that. Though they're good things. That that is a it doesn't a change form. the mind. It doesn't change the heart. Yes. What changes the mind and the heart? What is the transformation? What does Romans tell us? How do we transform our minds? Oh oh oh! Well, I was thinking of a whole different verse. Uh, by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. How do we renew our minds? By meditating on God's word. How often? Day and night. That's Psalms. And the f- crazy thing is, is this was back in the day when they didn't just have scriptures at their fingertips. And yeah, they didn't have scriptures at their fingertips. Sermons and on guess podcasts. What? Like I work, I listen to sermons when while they I were, work. When they were preaching this, when they were preaching all this stuff, they didn't have TV. Mm. They didn't have internet. They didn't have all the stuff we have today. But it was still valid even back right. then. Even even just walking around, this stuff happened. Right. Even girls that were modestly dressed, or guys that were modestly dressed, this stuff still happened. Right. So it's not an issue of your brother or the the technology. It's an issue of the heart, and the only way to renew your heart is to spend time with the Father and spend time in His Word. Right. I like that. And you know, we we got a lot of response. Um, just just talking to to you guys now, we got a lot of response from you guys with this. We had one person to reach out to us who said. I did not grow up in a Christian background, and I wish someone told me God's plan for me. I wish mm-hmm. someone said, you're valuable and you're worth it, right? And, and God loves you for that. I've had other people reach out who said, this caused my issue with that, in which in one sense, I'm like, okay, it's one thing to say that was a problem, but it's also, when, at what point do you take responsibility. take responsibility for your own actions versus blaming somebody else? And nothing, I'm, not, I'm not calling anybody out. But I am. Nothing can cause you to do anything but you. Mm. It's your heart. It's your mind that causes what you do. Right. You can fall. They're tempted. Jesus is a perfect example. Jesus was tempted in every way that a man was. Every way. Without fail. Without fail. Mm-hmm. Now, I get it. Jesus is God, but he was also, also a 13-year-old uh, boy walking around. He was personal. also a 100% man. Mm-hmm. He was 100% God, but he was 100% man. <laughs> God man. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> right. And that's the thing is, you know, we, we look at this and... You know, for for those people who are listening out there, where it's like the purity culture screwed me up. At first, I'm I'm sorry. You probably had bad teachers who it, taught you bad things and created a shame right. culture. It wasn't the the fact of purity; it was the people preaching right. purity. And I want to say the purity culture got a lot of things right in terms of the fact of they were trying to teach you are worth something to God because you are created in His image. Don't just use abuse and and do whatever you want because your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Right. Um, yeah, purity and sex is a big thing. We're trying to protect you from hurting yourself. Like we're trying to help. But what the the, the culture ended up not doing well, which is what we talk about all the time, is the fact that it created a culture by which people just stayed shut up and they right. didn't say anything. And it became an elitist versus not. It became a scarlet letter versus not. And oh, oh, those are the that that person over there. Like we we know they've done a little some some. So don't they, I don't want my 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 boy hanging out with they him. They walked above and not walked beside. Right. They ooh they 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 looked at them through not a we but a you mm-hmm. and you did this mm-hmm. versus we and that's that's the thing with this whole conversation. I don't think the purity culture was bad. It's one of those things where throughout all of I mean I've. I mean, I was in the game. I was a youth pastor. Right. It's like we see what's happening in the world, and we have to give it, like, not give an answer, but we we see problems, and we're like, how can we help teenagers not 
feel this pain and feel this hurt. Like right. recently, like I remember when we were growing up, music was a big deal. It was all about music. Oh, you like this band? Here's a Christian alternative for that. Like music was a big thing. And when I was in youth group, you like was, rap? I got rap for you. Here there's you go. KJ52. There's <laughs> all these other guys. KB yeah. and Trip yeah, right. and Lecrae and Tadashi and all them. But you like rock? We got Creed. <laughs> <laughs> no, Creed was oh, the bad one. We have Skillet. We have Skillet. That's what it was. We have Cutlass. Crutch. Cutlass. Oh, goodness. Super Chicks. We had it all. Oh, I I enjoyed Super Chicks. Firefly, but, that's who I like. Oh, yeah, Firefly is good too. I but, actually, I, Paul's band opened for them, so I got to meet them backstage. Shut up. Yeah, what? Firefly. Yeah, we that's got to legit. hang out and eat lunch with them backstage. That's pretty cool. It was really cool. Anyways, that's really moving cool. on. But, you know, <laughs> but and so, but today's culture with with the youth pastor, a lot of it has to do more with with drugs and now with racial tension and these different things. So it's like, we're trying to teach teenagers. This is, this is what it is. And, and I don't want to look at someone that says the church screwed me up. And I'm like, honestly, this is where grace covers and love, love covers a multitude of sins where, you know, you can look at someone and be like, you know what? I get your heart. I, I know what you were trying to do, even though it might not have been the right thing. Cause people will probably look at my ministry as a youth pastor and be like, you messed me up because you taught me this. So here, here you know, here's my response to that. The church is filled with men and broken people. Men are infallible or mm-hmm. it are fallible. They're not right. infallible. God is infallible. Right. If you're looking to men to help you with your religion, right, you're going to fail mm. and men will lead you astray. If you're looking to God for your relationship, you will succeed. Mm. That's where that's mm. where I'm at. If you look to men, you're going to fail. If you look to God, you will succeed. What's that old quote? It's like, Call saying that the church is it's like the same idea as church is full of hypocrites is like saying that a gym is full of out of shape people. It's like why do you think they're in the gym? Right, exactly. Because they're messed exactly. up and they need they, exactly. they now there I are did, you know Jesus no buffs no 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 whatever is a lot of Jesus fitness, said but. I did not come to help the healthy. I came for the sick. I came for the sick. Right, and that's the, why I came. And the and that's the deal is I I feel like the church has created such a and this maybe this is part of the church culture too that's still going on is church is such a clean culture. They like to try to present we like to look white polished whitewashed suit, tied, tombs whitewashed tombs and the white-washed inside are tombs. riding away. So yep. and this isn't the conversation we're gonna have today because we've already gone over the hour mark. But I think it'd be worth to have the conversation is is how can the church set up a culture in such a way where although it's we don't say we don't we don't look down on sin but we show grace in people's sin. Stop following our ways and start following God's ways. That's, that's it. That's my answer. That's it. We're going to go into that further in another episode, right. but that's my answer. Yeah, mine is, is that you got to have accountability and you got to have people walk alongside you like like you and me when I'm like, right. dude, I'm, I'm not But that's part okay. of it. That's f- part of God's way. Right. God's got the perfect form. I like it. So, so I got I, We always ask the question, but are there any other final thoughts from you, bro, before we wrap this up? I think I've, I've taken my <laughs> well above my allotted time. And you know what, buddy? I, I think I have too. So I think it's good. But if, if yeah. you have more to say about this conversation, I'm sure you do. They're probably screaming at us. What are you talking about? Please hit us <laughs> up. Write us up. Don't write us up. That's on the of the principal's right, office. Write us up. Write us up for the merit. Uh, but no, actually contact us. Let us know your thoughts. Was it good? Was did we miss things? Like we're here. Like we're 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 humble enough to say we don't know everything. We're not 100 you percent know, correct. We're still learning. My mother-in-law listens to the podcast, and she tells me all the time. Yeah, I agreed with this. I didn't agree with this. And I'm like, I'm That's good. Okay. I'm okay with that. Like, that means let's you're have thinking. the conversation. That means you're having the conversation. Right. We want exactly. people to have the conversation. Exactly. So, so if you got more to let us know about, just write us, Facebook us, but do it. Please do it kindly. Be, be kind. Read, be nice. gla- read, read Galatians <laughs> 6 and then contact us. I love it, man. <laughs> so. Time for Fun Packs And now it's time for everyone's favorite segment of the RTC podcast. Yeah, we don't even have to say what it is. We don't have to say what it is anymore. Fuller, what you got for us tonight, so today, Mark, this morning, whenever people are listening? So, Mark and listeners, did you know? I did because I accidentally read it. Well, uh, you weren't supposed well, to. Well, I scrolled too far. My bad. Uh, Ronald McDonald is Donald McDonald in Japan because it makes pronunci- pronunciation. Wow, I can't even say that word. Easier for the, the Japanese. Irony. Ever since the first McDonald's opened in Japan in 1971, the mascot has always been called Donald McDonald. Often, Japanese people are surprised to learn he has a different name everywhere else. Isn't that interesting? That's really fascinating. But if you think about it, I, I know they have a hard time saying R's, like English R's. Wait, like for real? Yeah, they, they pronounce them a lot 
a lot of times like W's. So if you pronounce think, Ronald. I knew that. Yeah. So if they say roll, they don't say roll. They say wool. I don't think I ever knew that. That's that's really fascinating. Yeah. So it's Donald it, McDonald. It's, yeah. It's Donald McDonald because they have a hard time pronouncing. That's super Ronald. cool. That's yeah. a fun fact, bro. That is a fun I have fact. a fun joke for you, though, before we go. go I show this for you. So there's this old picture of a sheep that escaped a farm and spent six years in the mountains, <laughs> during which time he grew 60 pounds of wool. Which we've seen that. We've seen the pictures. If you're if you're watching, like <laughs> they can't see it. <laughs> it's a big old fat sheep, and they became a joke about it. So hey, let me zoom in on our camera. Oh wait, we, we can't. can't. <laughs> so, but here's the joke: wolves tried to eat him, but their teeth could not penetrate the fluff. The fluff. The fluff. The fluff. You don't have to turn hard to survive wolves. Just be really, really soft and fluffy. I'm soft and fluffy, <laughs> like Charmin. No. That's I don't know. That, I just, that cracked me up when I saw it scrolling through Instagram today. But <laughs> either way, RTC fan, we love you guys. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Real Talk Christian Podcast, Twitter as well. Email us, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com or the website where you can take you to the merch store to get the swag. Merch store to takes help you us at, out. Takes you to everything. And you can even listen to the podcast right on, on the, website. the website. And you can get a face mask to, to keep up with COVID. <gasps> I got two of them. I know, you jerk. Well, they, <laughs> One of one them, was one of them, one of yeah. them messed up. So it's like one, but you can get sweatshirts as since fall's coming and keep cozy. We keep cozy if you get sweatshirts. I'm, I'm looking to get mine. I'm thinking I'm gonna make a new design. Oh, just for RTC for the fall. We're gonna call it the fall, fall line, line the hoodie. fall line hoodie, the fall line hoodie. I like it. And maybe I, it'll be a fun fact with Fuller. Ooh, oh, maybe we'll give one away. <gasps> maybe. Oh, maybe come back to find out. Maybe, maybe on Thanksgiving. That oh, would be super cool. I like it. <laughs> but people can also text us at 574 5352 Yes, sir. Hey, 4005352. I love it, man. Well, hey, RTC fam, we love you guys. But until next time, take it easy.